Okay, let's see if we can get this right this time. Nation, hyperinflation, print another couple trillion and destroy the whole nation. And I'm not going down to the border, fool, unless those migrant kids are using their shampoo. I'm a career politician with a senile mind. I can't finish this sentence. I've got blood in my eye. But damn, I'm important. I made a fortune selling you out to China. Yeah, your job's been exported, fool. That ain't nothing but a heartbeat away. And Kamala Harris is counting down the days to 2023 or 24. Will I make it that long? I don't know. Tell me why are they so blind to see? That, uh, you know, you know the thing. That's cute. That's just cute. Alright, uh, here, one more. Spend too much of our lives Alright, let's get sort of serious. Uh, that there is a uh, comical video. I have to make sure I share it on Getter and Twitter. This is uh, Big John. You're listening to or watching The Panic Attack. And you can follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Today is a historical day in the U.S. of A. I was watching, watching the Tim... Pool Timcast IRL and Joseph Biden has surpassed Donald Trump's lowest approval rating. Now, I don't know if this makes him the the, le- the least approved president in history, but it's damned close, if not the least. It is lower than Trump's approval rating, uh, at Trump's lowest, okay? Quinnipiac came out with a new poll that Biden is at 31% approval, which makes the real clear politics average of polling 36.2%. If you take all the polls and average them out, uh, and you include the 31 of P- Quinnipiac today, 36.2%. Trump at his lowest was at 37%. Not, not fantastic, not great for my boy Trump, uh, but when you have 95% negative media coverage, what do you expect uh, a person's approval rating to be? Now, I prefer alternative media to regular media, uh, and Tim Pool is alternative news media, alternative media. He's more of an op-ed guy like myself, uh, but he had Marjorie Taylor Greene on his Timcast IRL, a highly recommended podcast. And she was asked the question, should Joe Biden be impeached? And she, paraphrasing her, she said, he 
should get fired. That if somebody is not doing their job, she sh or he should get fired. Or someday it could be a she. There could be a she president someday. There will be uh, a female president one day. But my question is, impeachment is a sacred thing. It's for the worst of the worst scenarios. I do not feel Donald Trump ever crossed that bridge into high crimes and misdemeanors. That's the threshold for impeachment. So before Republicans go running off into the impeachment realm, they need to say, has Joe Biden committed high crimes and misdemeanors? Now, with his business dealings that we're finding out through his son's uh, laptop, with the knowledge of what we have from his son's uh, iCloud hack and all these other things, there could possibly be a case for high crimes. Now, as far as the laptop goes, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. As far as Hunter's latest uh, iCloud hack, I'm just going to say there are things on that this computer and in this iCloud hack that Hunter Biden should be in jail for. And I don't know why he's not being prosecuted for things. Just an observation there. I gotta check some things off my list here. Um, in speaking of the 2024 election, and now I'm gonna roll into the January 6th uh, fakeaways. Let's call them fakeaways, okay? Because the whole January 6th committee hearing is a fake sham shit show dog and pony show to try and find a way to keep Trump from running again I'm going to get into a deeper analysis of it after I've watched the latest hearing for myself but let's just leave it at, at, at this for the moment an idea came to me who do the Democrats have to run Gavin Newsom the guy from California, where the state where people shit in the streets, where there are dirty heroin needles on the streets. And, you know, folks, look, I live in a small town. Every now and again, there's a police report. So-and-so found a hypodermic needle on the ground and uh, called the police and the police responded and packaged it up safely and you know wrote a report so that happens everywhere i live in appalachia we're at the heart of the opioid crisis in fact it started here thanks big pharma i hate you um but in frisco in la you know, Skid Row in Los Angeles, Say people say, well, it's always been there. It's just gotten a lot bigger. You have tent cities in Gavin Newsom's state because of his 
piss poor regulation. Because of his piss poor management of COVID, you had businesses go out of business. On and on. So that's who is that a Democrat rising star that can go toe to toe with a Donald Trump? No, it's not. Who could? And somebody's name came up on that very same Tim Cast IRL. And it got me thinking, there's only one Democrat that could have a snowball shot in hell at beating Donald Trump. Joe Manchin of West Virginia. He's technically a Democrat, although he's constantly rumored to want to switch parties, but he's a Democrat. If he ran for president, he may not win a lot, but he would resonate with a lot of people in America. That's where Donald Trump wins. He knows how to talk to the common person, or as Dave Chappelle says, he sings poor white people's greatest hits. <laughs> However you phrase it, Joe Manchin is a guy that can do the same thing. Not as charismatically as Trump, but do Americans want charisma or do we want stability in that White House? Because if 81 million people voted for Joe Biden, they thought they were voting for stability. Now, mind you, 75 million people voted for Donald Trump, which you know, also shattered the previous uh, vote total record of Barack Obama, who got 62 million votes and some change. And Joe Manchin would not get 81 million votes. But could he come in and get 60 or 60 million? Yeah. I don't think that's a stretch. Would Trump still get his 75 million? Quite possibly after this shit show for a few years. But Joe Manchin's the one guy who can do something no other Democrat can do. And he can stand toe-to-toe with Trump on a debate stage. What can Trump attack him on? Trump can't say, because you'd be in jail like he did to Hillary. He can't bring up Hunter Biden like he could with Joe Biden, even though that didn't work. But that's the only Democrat I think that could give Donald Trump a run for his money is Joe Manchin from West Virginia. Just a a theory. Thanks, Tim Cast IRL, for sparking that thought into my head. So Mary Claire uh, Jelonic from the Associated Press says there are these are the fake aways from the January 6th hearing. She actually calls them takeaways. So, the White House dining room. The panel emphasized where Trump was as the violence unfolded. In the White House dining room, sitting at the head of the table, 
watching the violent breach of the Capitol on Fox News. He retreated to the dining room at 125, according to Rep. Elaine Luria, Democrat of Virginia, one of two members who led the hearing. Was she there? How does she know? If there's a riot going on at the Capitol, a few blocks from the White House, not not positive exactly how many blocks, how many miles, but not that far. I would think the Secret Service would have the president in the bunker. Maybe, maybe not. We know uh, at one point during the summer of 2020, the president and first family were rushed to the bunker because there was mayhem going on outside the White House. So, the mayhem at the Capitol started, they say, around 115 to 1.30. This definitely wasn't the worst time of the rioting at the Capitol. No calls for help, our next fake point. Well, now let's look here. We do know Trump asked, requested the National Guard be brought in to supplement the Capitol Police and the City Police and was turned down by Speaker Pelosi and the Washington, uh, the D.C. City Police Chief. But let's see what this article has to say. As he sat at the White House, Trump made no effort, uh, effort to call for increased law enforcement assistance at the Capitol. Well, he did that days earlier and was told no. Uh, witnesses confirmed that Trump did not call the Defense Secretary, the Homeland Security Secretary, or the Attorney General. Uh, the First of all, the Homeland Security Secretary can't call up the military. Secretary of Defense could, and the Attorney General cannot call for reinforcements. So two out of these three people couldn't have done anything. Uh, The committee played audio of General Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, reacting with surprise to the president's reaction to the attack. We're not sure. It doesn't say here if if Milley was in the kitchen or dining room with Trump, but it just says they played a video of his reaction. Quote, you're the commander-in-chief. You've got an assault going on on the capital of the United States of America, and there's nothing, no call, nothing, zero, Milley said. Who is he supposed to call? Ghostbusters? You know, the police have riot squads that should have been on standby that day. There had been weeks and weeks of rumors and the FBI had been monitoring 
the internet and knew that there were uh, the possibility of problems there, this all should have been addressed beforehand and repeatedly, I repeatedly say, Trump asked the Speaker of the House to have the National Guard there. She told the Sergeant at Arms, who is the head of security for the Capitol, not to have the National Guard on standby or at the Capitol. The Washington, D.C. police chief, the same thing. So, aside from calling in a Marine division or the, uh, what, the Army, who was Trump supposed to call to quell this? Because it was already too late. All you needed was the police riot squad and maybe for the police to not wave people through. One of the January 6th uh, rioters got acquitted based on video shown to the judge of the Capitol Police waving people through the barricades. Interesting. Former White House aides Matt Pottinger P-O-T-T-I-N-G-E-R Pottinger who was Trump's deputy national security advisor at the time and Sarah Matthews, then deputy press secretary, testified at the hearing. Both resigned from their jobs immediately after the, here's that word again, insurrection. It was a riot. Okay, there's a difference. Both Pottinger and Matthews told uh, the committee of their disgust at Trump's tweet about Pence. Pottinger said he was disturbed and worried to see the president was attacking Vice President Pence for doing his constitutional duty, which he said was the opposite of what needed at the moment. At that moment, I decided I was going to resign, Pottinger said. Okay. Donald Trump did very unpresidential thing and that was critique the vice president's handling of the electoral count I have read the constitution I have read the uh, electoral vote act of 18 something and there's nowhere in there that says the vice president can stop the count and send it back to the states Okay, what could be done and what the rioters ruined was that there could have been objections, which we were in the midst of the first objection when the Capitol was breached. The, uh, a Congress, congressional delegation, along with a signature from one senator, can object the two chambers dismiss, the House stays in the House, and the Senate goes back to the Senate, and they debate the objection. There were many objections to many states' electoral votes, which all 
of those objections had the senators remove their signatures. The senators removed their signatures from those objections after the riot was calmed down and order was restored in the Capitol and they went back in. The delegations from the House of Representatives for those states which wanted to object to uh, electoral uh, votes stood up, made their objection, said we do not have a, a signature from a senator. Mike Pence said, well then, the vote to uh, accept or deny these delegates has to go on. And it did. I, I, I don't agree with what Mike Pence is doing now, campaigning against Trump candidates in primaries, but I do agree he did his job that day. And the rioters ruined what could have been a splendid moment in American history. Which would have been the debate as to whether or not delegates from the five key swing states were legitimate. Desperate texts. The committee showed some of the texts that were sent to Trump's chief of staff, Mark Meadows, at the White House as White House aides tried to get the president to act, Meadows returned the text over to the, or pardon me, Meadows turned the text over to the panel before he stopped cooperating. This is what, this is one you go to the mattress on. Donald Trump Jr., the president's son, texted Meadows. They will try to F this entire legacy if it gets worse. What does that have to do with the January 6th riot? I thought the whole point of this committee was to find out and prove that Donald Trump uh, conspired to have an insurrection and overthrow the government. Uh, finally, video message. Some of the worst fighting of some of the worst of the fighting at the Capitol was still underway and had been going on for hours. Trump put out the video at 4:17 p.m. Okay, what's wrong with that? He went to Twitter, went to social media and said, "Stop, go home." During his speech, which allegedly incited this whole thing, he told his people, we're going to peacefully march to the Capitol. And he wanted to go with them. And the Secret Service wouldn't let him. And that was smart of the Secret Service. But if he would have been there, you would know damn well and good if he would have gotten on some, some sort of microphone and said stop, his people would have stopped. And it would have been the antagonist and the instigators would have been uh, filtered out and flushed out. Just saying, theoretically. But the Secret Service cannot let a president go into a situation like this. Uh, they plan things very carefully. There have to be multiple exits for them to get the president out of 
a perilous situation should it arise. They, you know, they have to protect the life of the president and the first family. So that's a, a side thing. But what, what was this? Uh, they're complaining because Trump put out a video message. He should have done it, what, seconds after the riot started? I mean, if he's watching this on Fox News and he's getting updates, he's probably thinking, well, they should have brought in the National Guard like I told them to a couple of days ago, huh? Yeah. Maybe they should have listened and that would have prevented all of this. Then the Capitol Police wouldn't have been overwhelmed. Then the, you know, the, the city police would not have been overwhelmed. But they turned down Trump's offer for help from the National Guard. Uh, let's read on. So, the committee showed the video of Trump filming the statement and a copy of the script that he ignored. Quote, I'm asking you to leave the capital region now and go home in a peaceful way, the script said. But the president actually said... Let's see. Uh, instead, repeating his baseless claims of voter fraud without condemning the violence. So go home. We love you. You're very special. I know how you feel. He probably shouldn't have repeated his uh, claims of voter fraud, but I don't know, it doesn't show the full quote, so you don't know how many words there were uh, talking about voter fraud. Condemning the violence, did he really need to? Wasn't that a lot of it obvious? He said, go home, we love you, you're very special, I know how you feel. Not the best words, but prior to that he said, go peacefully, and again, he's saying, go home. So, let's see here. In video testimony, Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, said he got there as the filming ended and said, I think he was basically retiring for the day. Of course, this is an edited video from Kushner. They took a lot of people, Ivanka, Jared Kushner, Don Jr., uh, I think Don Jr., I definitely know Ivanka and Kushner and other people into private rooms and filmed them, and then the, this committee, that is, they filmed them, and then they played five, ten-second-long sound bites, five or ten seconds long, okay? They cut down a long video into five or ten seconds of the worst things that Ivanka, Don Jr., and others said about Trump. Just like the General Milley statement. That was a very brief statement from a much longer interview. So this committee is nothing more than a television ad what was called it an infomercial 
you know, after the regular television programs go off for the night, they sell airtime to infomercials. That's all this January 6th committee is, is an infomercial of why not to vote for Trump in 2024. It looks like they're retiring for the moment from the hearings. They said they may open them up again if more information comes out during the fall. So, Republic, in other words, Republican candidates, red flag should go up. Watch for an October surprise from this fake January 6th committee. Because that's what they're going to do. They're going to hee-haw around until right before the midterm elections and try to throw off as many Republican candidates as they can. Throw a monkey wrench in their works is what I mean by throw off. And they may try to get some thrown off the ballot. They've been doing that also. But we were supposed to get this damaging evidence. We were supposed to get criminal charges. We were supposed to get recommendations for criminal charges from this committee that was put together haphazardly by Nancy Pelosi herself with only two Republicans on it, both of which hate Donald Trump, and this committee was supposed to recommend to the Attorney General charges against Donald Trump. And with all of their fixation, all of their effort to find a chain of evidence that Donald Trump tried to overthrow the government on January 6, 2021, they could not do that. All of these little quotes, all of these little uh, edited video clips, they could not find anything to charge Donald Trump with insurrection or sedation or treason. That's what they were going for, and they couldn't do it. Their best efforts, they could not do it. Just like the fake Russian collusion investigation could not turn up any connection. In fact, it proved Trump right and the Russia collusion narrative, the Russian uh, fixing, the Russian interference to get Trump elected. That investigation proved all of that false. And I think that might end up being what the January 6th committee does, is it backfires on them. If this is the best they could come up with, they've proven nothing that, that ties Donald Trump to an attempted insurrection, sedation, overthrow of the government. <laughs> it would be a lot funnier if it weren't so sad. All right, so God bless y'all. Pray for each other. We'll see you next time. Biden's... Everything's twice surprising. Biden's paradise. Since 2025, we're all stuck in Biden's paradise.